Hello, this is Art Cole, Connect Pastor at Spirit and Truth Worship Center, and today I want to talk to you about the Word of God and how it relates to our testimony. I'm coming from the scripture in Acts chapter 9, verse 32 through 35, and this is the passage that refers to a paralyzed man and Peter speaking to him and healing him through the power of God. Starting at verse 32. Now it came to pass, as Peter went through all the parts of the country, that he also came down to the saints who dwelt in Lydda. 33. There he found a certain man named Aeneas, who had been bedridden eight years and was paralyzed. 34. And Peter said to him, Aeneas, Jesus, the Christ, heals you. Arise and make your bed. Then he arose immediately. 35. So all who dwelt in Lydda and Sharon saw him and turned to the Lord. A parallel scripture was in the Gospels, and it was a similar situation, but the man in the Gospels that was paralyzed had been paralyzed and bedridden for 38 years. The Lord Jesus spoke very similar words to this man and said to arise, take up thy bed, and go home. And just like the passage here, the people in his home land, not only in Acts, but also in the book of John and other gospels that recorded the miracle of the paralyzed man, many were turned to the Lord and were, and were healed. The power of this scripture many people focus on is the idea of rising up and to, you know, go on your way. I want to shine a light on the passage that talks about make your bed or take up your bed. In Proverbs twenty-two twenty-seven, it says, If you have nothing with which to pay, why should he take your bed from under you? I'm referencing this scripture to the subject of a bed. In this passage in Proverbs, it's talking about somebody who has nothing left in their life except for the quote-unquote shirt on their back. This reference to your bed, not only here in Proverbs, but even in the New Testament, refers to the very last thing we own. Most of the time, these paralyzed people that were in the Old Testament and even the New Testament, they survived and lived around the gates where people gathered in cities. They survived around, there's a similar passage in, near the Pool of Shiloh, uh, where uh, par paralyzed people uh, laid on their beds waiting for the water to be troubled by the angel of the Lord so they can get in quickly and be healed. Um, beggars by the gates where uh, people gathered. It was, it was a thing of convenience, but it was also the only thing they owned a lot of times was ragtag clothes or a rug or a blanket. And this is what they laid on. And I'm bringing your attention to this because it's the very last thing that we have on this earth that we're depending on that God wants us to give to him. 
I'm drawing a parallel that every time a paralyzed person was healed, the commandment was to arise, make your bed or take up your bed and walk or go home. The focus here for us to realize is we can never forget where God found us. We could never, we should never forget the place where God called us out from. Thankfulness retains its tenderness and sweetness when we remember how we were, where we were, and who we were when Jesus sought for us, found us, healed us, loved us, and saved us. Oftentimes, if we're not careful, we forget how deep and how lost and how distant we were from God. No matter our state in life, no matter the last name you were born with, or the last name you wish you didn't have when you were born, it doesn't matter the situation you found yourself coming into in this life. We all have to go to the cross. And we need to remember that without God, we have nothing. Going back to the passage, why didn't the paralyzed men, why couldn't they just arise and walk? Why did Peter, why did Jesus tell these men and these people that were healed in the Bible to take up your bed? That's your testimony. That's my testimony. That's your testimony. Wherever we go, we should be able to unfold the places before people where God saved us and brought us from. We could never forget where God saved us and brought us from, but we also need to realize and remember that there's others out there that need hope. And if all we ever paint for pe people is a perfect picture of our life and that we don't know what's wrong with you, but I've got it all together. If our attitude is not one of thankfulness and humility and remembrance of what God saved us from, apathy will begin to grow in your heart. Disdain for the outcast will begin to manifest in your actions and your words and even in a quick cutting look or a turn of your face or a disgust in your eyes. This is why Peter in Acts, this is why Jesus in the Gospels told the paralyzed people to arise and take up thy bed and walk. We can't leave our testimony, brothers and sisters. We have to share with people 
what God saved us from, and what God is keeping us from even today. No matter how horrible your life was before you came to God, or no matter how beautiful it was when you came to God, know this, God saved you from something, and God is keeping you from a life of turmoil and pain. So it doesn't matter your perspective on your past. You have a testimony and you should carry it with you every day you live so that people can know and you can express your gratitude and the extreme difference of your life now compared to where it was or where you could be right now if it had not been for the Lord. My prayer is that God would bless you indeed, and God would bless you to increase your territory, and that your anointing would come through your submission to God and your submission to leadership. And that I pray that your testimony can be a witness to somebody out there that's feeling hopeless, lost, disconnected and that your testimony can help others see that there's hope in Jesus and there is a better way. I pray your testimony is set on fire of the Holy Ghost today and I plead the blood of Jesus over you. And I want to leave you with this. We are saved by the blood of the Lamb and by the word of our testimony. God bless you, in Jesus' name.